Welcome to Right, Just, and Inconvenient, a podcast where we talk about the Catholic faith and our walk towards holiness in today's cultural climate. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Amanda. And we are both Catholic wives and mothers trying to raise the next generation of good and decent Catholics in today's world. And even though we don't always get it right ourselves, we invite you to walk with us on this journey to holiness. Welcome to what might become a more than one part episode on our beliefs on Mary. Um, Because as we enter the month of May, May is a month in the church where we celebrate Mary, um, Mm -hmm. Mother of God. And so today we're just going to talk about like the big major teachings surrounding her in the Catholic Church. Yeah, um, and we've already talked about like in our first, in our misconceptions episode, if you haven't listened to that one, go do that. But um, we talk about, like, our relationship with Mary in a sense that, like, we don't worship her, worship her. We honor her. Honor her. And then we ask for her prayers and intercession. Um, Just like the wedding feast at Cana when she interceded for her friend who was having the wedding and asked Jesus to help them have more wine. So, like, the first, I guess, big doctrine, we'll just start with Mary's beginnings, um, would be her conception. And we celebrate this feast as, like, her immaculate conception in the church, and it is the belief that she was conceived without sin. Yeah. um, And though though it's not, obviously, like, God could have come into this world however he wanted, um... He did choose to come into this world via birth from a woman, and he chose Mary to be that woman. And um, it is—it's not necessary, but it is fitting that she was um, conceived without sin, so that like the woman who gave birth to Jesus Christ wasn't tainted with the sin that we were. Right. No original sin right. at all. And um, in the in the Gospels, it is said, like, the angel Gabriel says, like, hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. And, like, full of grace is meant to mean, like, without sin. Like, full of grace. Like, entirely full of it. So. It um, makes you want to meet her. Like, when you... Because, like, of course you want to meet God and you want to meet Jesus. But, like... I would love to have a conversation with Mary, just as a mother too. Like raising Jesus as an infant and a toddler, like and a teenager, like oh yeah, because he was still fully human, like even without sin. So like you know, he cried, he pooped. Yeah, like there had to be days, I'm sure, when I mean, I get well. I guess that's what I want to ask. Like, were there days when you wanted to tear your hair out, or like when you were just super frustrated, or where you wanted to set him outside, or like <laughs> I don't what know. did? Uh, like, what would it have been like? I connected with her, and, like, even though she was without sin, you can connect with her because, like, she had to suffer, like, more than any mother suffers, like, watching what Jesus went through with right. passion and stuff. Um, but, like, there is, like, a sacrifice, like, sacrificial love that comes with motherhood that, like, only mothers get. 
And, like, it's kind of cool that, like, we have that connection with You can share that with her. Like, today I was at church, and, like, you know, they did the May crowning, like, um, and so the statue, like, Mary's statue was, like, like, in a different spot today. Yeah. And I could see her really well, and I had gotten Amelia to fall asleep in my arms, and I looked up at Mary, and, like, my, my arms were hurting at the time, and eventually they fell asleep, but... I looked up at Mary, and, like, our hands were in the same position on our babies. Like, because it was, like, Mary holding Jesus as a baby. And I just, like, felt so connected to her in that moment. And it was really cool. Like, it was just, like, a moment where I was just, like, aw. We're both, we're both being good mamas right now. I talk to her more, like, postpartum than I do, I feel like, generally. Um, oh, same. Like, not just because, like there's such like a peace I think to be found like especially in the middle of the night like up with a baby to just like say Hail Marys or like I like I start more I don't know if I finish more rosaries but I start more rosaries postpartum than I do any other time of of life um I feel like one of the arguments against like her being immaculate conceived is that like if she didn't have sin like she didn't need a savior and that's like it's not true like of course she needed a savior but, like, I feel like a good metaphor would be, like, like, I might save someone by, like, pulling them out of a pit. But I could also save them by stopping them from falling, from falling into, into the, the pit, pit in the first place. That's yeah. such a good metaphor. So, like, um, I think I got it off Catholic Answers. Like, this is an original. I was proud of you. <laughs> I can't I was like, this take is great. That. But, uh, yeah, so, like, Mary was just prevented from the pit like they saved pre-saved yeah she was pre-saved pre-saved yes like uh she just wasn't given her original sin like she was conceived without it so she was still saved just ahead of time and um the other i mean another thing that we believe in um if you i feel like if you really grasp the concept that jesus is fully divine and fully man at the same time, this is easy for you to believe, but I, I think it might be a struggle if, if not, but that Mary is the mother of God, which I've, we've said before too. Um, and I feel like it's written like throughout like the early church and, um, obviously like believing that he is both divine and human, like it's easy to grasp that, but I feel like there are, like, faiths, maybe, like, later, more recent Protestant faiths that don't have that belief. Really? I think so. I didn't know that at all. But then again, um, for a long time, I just assumed that everyone believed that Mary was sinless, and right. since I was part of, like, a Presbyterian youth group in high school, like, it, it was a while before, like, it was mentioned. I remember listening to, like, a sermon at some point at a church service at that church and like they mentioned something about Mary or like something that implied that she would like would have sinned and I was like what? Like what are they talking about? And uh like digging deeper into it I found out like they don't have the same like doctrine as far as her sinlessness goes. I think Trent Horn, he's um a Catholic apologist, but he was debating no, he was doing a rebuttal video for a Protestant who was talking about, like, how Mary is and all these things that we believe. And I think he was, I want to say the guy who was ma- who made the original video was, like, Seven-Day Adventist. 
uh, he, like, he did kind of make the argument that, like, Jesus, like, she gave birth to human Jesus, but not divine Jesus. How does that work? Right. I don't Like, know. do you happen to know? Like, okay. No, like, I don't. Like, I mean, like, that he was, like, like, that there was, like, a separation, I guess, between the divineness and the humanness. But, I mean, that just can't be so. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. To me. Right. Um, and another, like, though it's not specifically said, like, Mother of God isn't specifically said in Scripture, like, there's when um, Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and she says, and why is this granted me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And I feel like that's pretty straightforward. It really is, but also it, like, it connects to the Old Testament in Second Samuel uh, chapter six verse nine, David says, um, "It says, and David was afraid of the Lord that day, and he said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me?'" So, like that connection there, like what she says, like that connects Mary and like her being the ark of the covenant, like her yeah. being like she literally was the ark of the covenant for a second, like. So. Oh, that's weird to think about. I know. And, um, the fact that John the Baptist, like, it is written in the Gospels that John the Baptist leapt for joy at the salutation of Mary, like, in Luke. And that's just like King David dancing before the Lord in the Ark of the, in the Ark of the Lord in Second Samuel. So, like. I didn't know that those ran so parallel. Yeah. Like, there's so many parallels. And, of course, so they wrote parallels. David into it, too. Yeah. There's so many parallels in the Gospels and, um the Old Testament, and, like, why wouldn't this be part of it? So, like, we're, like, this didn't just come out of thin air for, for Catholics. Like, this is, it's there. Like, you just, you gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta look for it. But. This is one, this is actually one reason why, like, the, like, the sola scriptura in the sense that, like, people should be able to interpret the Bible for themselves. I'm not saying that people shouldn't read the Bible or, like, think about it for themselves at all. By all means, do that. But, like, do you remember in, like, high school English class when you would read a novel that was written, like, way back when, in yesteryear, <laughs> and then the English teacher would bring up, like, all the symbolism, or did you notice that this person was wearing a blue shirt in chapter one, and, like, now the color blue is over here, like, the green light with, like, the, with, uh, the Great Gatsby and stuff like that, and, like, all the symbolism and things that, like, me as a 14-year-old reading things just straight as is and not knowing the context at the time either like probably wouldn't pick up on right. on my own so you take one thing for it and you answer all the questions and then you go to English class and they're like actually all this symbolism here here and here or even like the parallels thing and I think about it in the context of the Bible the Bible is a long story it's a good story it's a great book long so like what are the odds that as I'm reading it, like, I miss just so much symbolism and so many parallels. Um, yeah, people take... Just like, like this, like the Samuel and, like, the uh, Luke thing. But So I'm not saying that you have to be a theological or scripture scholar to, like, love reading scripture or love the Lord. Or, or get anything out of it, even. Or get anything out of it. But I think that there is something to be said for, like, for sacred tradition, for, like, for, like, just theologians as a whole like who have researched scripture and looked into all this like to be able to pick up on these parallels that are important like 
like the author of the great gatsby put stuff in there for a reason god put stuff in there for a reason like as far as the symbolism goes that like i might miss like i need my english teacher in the sense that like i need the church yeah that's good but that's just soapbox right i mean and where in the bible does it say solo scripture exactly um and then okay another thing that we believe that might be a tough tough pill to swallow maybe um is that mary was a perpetual virgin so she was a virgin before obviously that's written and she was always this one i never thought about until like last year like i just never considered it i guess like because I always thought of, like, Virgin Mary as in before childbirth. It never, like, I never considered, like, the rest of her and Joseph's marriage as a whole for the rest of their lives. Right. Never thought about it. And, I mean, there are some valid, like, arguments against it. Not, like, valid as in it disproves, but valid as in I understand why you feel that way. Yeah. Um, like, when they talk about um, Jesus having brothers... And there are several, like, explanations to that, like, that you can believe if you want. Like, we don't know exactly, yeah. like, what, who they were. We know they weren't his biological, like, her son's brothers. Right. But they may have been, like, cousins. They may yeah. have been spiritual brothers. They may have been, like, different relatives. Um, because that's, like, how they used it. Yeah, but, like, even St. Paul, when he's writing to, like, fellow Christians, will be, like, brothers and sisters. Or even Protestants, like, I know, like, certain, oh, like, yeah. churches, they'll be, like, Brother John. Brother Will, Brother John, Brother Will. I'm sorry. I've never encountered that in my but, Yeah, <laughs> my like, Protestant I remember going, going, I went but, like, to, like, I know I went, that it happens. I went to a Protestant vacation Bible school when I was a kid, and they, like, had, like, the counselors were all brothers. Like, brothers or sisters. Oh. Yeah. Um, so... That's you obviously could mean that, but you also could have the understanding because, um, like Joseph could have been married before and widowed and had children from his previous marriage, so like Jesus could have like half, like half their brothers, yeah, like so right. that's possible. And, um, you can believe, I think the church allows you to believe what you want there, both are very plausible possible things because just step siblings sorry i'm thinking yeah. a lot about well, it with, with joseph dying when jesus was younger like and mary living longer it i mean it would make sense that joseph was older older um i mean even a good bit older so that is not an unrealistic thought there um but the church does affirm that they were not children of mary they could have been his children but not hers um and also, I think in the Bible, it is, like, specified that, like, certain names, like James and John, like, not Apostles James and John, but, like, the yeah. brothers that they listed are the sons of, like, another Mary. And yeah. And it's, like, specified that it's not that Mary. Um, and then there's also, like, the argument that, like, people will say that, like, it says that Jesus was her firstborn son. But that was just, like, a title from, like, the Old Testament that, like, they would give like their first even their only born son because like the covenants that they like had were always with like firstborn so, yeah like, that's just like the firstborn firstborns have always been a big deal yeah exactly. we know we're firstborns that's true we are both firstborns. um so like it like when the lord says to moses like consecrate to me all the firstborns like if they didn't have a second kid if they, they were, were the only child the they were still born. the firstborn yeah like your husband is still a firstborn 
yeah, so, like, Jesus being the firstborn doesn't mean that he has more. And then the other thing is that, like, it, um, in the gospel it says that, um, that they didn't have relations, or that Joseph didn't have relations, like, until she had Jesus, but, like, until, like, doesn't always mean, like, that after the until, yeah. like, things happened. So, like, um, like in Second Samuel, Second Samuel is just, like, giving us all this Yeah, it's not a roll. But, um, it says, and Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child until the day of her death. But does that mean that, like, she had children after she died? No. Or, like, in First Timothy, um, chapter 4, 13, it says, until I come, attend to the public reading scripture, reading of scripture to preaching to teaching. And, like, does this mean that, like, Timothy should stop teaching after Paul comes? Like, no, obviously not. Like, you can use until and it not mean that. Um, And even, like, some of the early church, like, like, obviously the early church fathers believed this, but, like, even, like, early Protestant <laughs> leaders believed it, like Martin Luther. And, um, I know there was more than just Martin Luther, but that's what I have written. <laughs> I think John Calvin, like, touched on it too, but I think he had different, like, problems with it. So, we won't throw him out there hmm. is it for sure and then there's Mary's assumption which I I link Mary's assumption with and uh, you may have this in your notes I don't know I read but <laughs> I link Mary's assumption with um with the fact with like her immaculate conception and the sense that like our physical bodies like they have to die and deteriorate because like they are tainted by original sin whereas like Mary's Mary's body, like, has had no reason to die. Like, she had every reason to just be, like, assumed body and soul because her body wasn't ever tainted by original sin. No, actually, In the same way that we're supposed to be reunited with, like, our glorified bodies. Like, congratulations, Mary. You've already been united with your glorified body. You may pass go and collect 200 and ascend to heaven. Yeah, it is connected. She didn't ascend. She was assumed. Assumed. It's very specific. Because, like, (laughs) she was assumed by God, whereas, like, Jesus ascended. But, um, I still imagine her, like, floating up into the clouds. I don't know if that's, like, the situation, but that's how I picture it. She may have been pulled up into the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> so what, she didn't rise of her own accord. Right. Right. Because that is a misconception that, like, people think that Catholics think. Oh. Well, I mean, up until this very moment, like, I'll admit I thought it, so. Well, that's why Jesus, like, we celebrate his ascension and her I have assumption. wondered why we, like, use different words for it, though, so that different. does make sense. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I read about this today. So. But, um, what you were just saying, like, it says, like, that this, like, this dogma was, like, is especially fitting, be- like, it is connected, the Immaculate Conception and the Assumption, because, um, when, like, if you examine the honor that was given to the Ark of the Covenant, like, because, you know, she's the Ark of the Covenant, the new Ark of the Covenant. Oh, so that like, makes sense. But, but the honor that was given to the original Ark of the Covenant contained the manna, like the bread from heaven, the stone tablets of the Ten Commandments, like the Word of God, and the Staff of Aaron, which is like a symbol of Israel's priesthood. Um, and because of its contents, oh. it was made of incorruptible wood. So That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Which I think that that's actually a good... Um, good support for the Immaculate Conception belief. It is. She's also incorruptible. Right. It's perfect. Um, 
But but um, the doctrine about the assumption says that at the end of her life on earth, Mary was assumed body soul body and soul into heaven, just as Enoch, um, Elijah, and perhaps like others had been before her. So it's not like the first like crazy like time that someone has been assumed into heaven. Like it is written in in the Bible that like other people were assumed into heaven. So it's a thing that God like has done. And it kind of does make sense. Like, if, if all the other things are true, if she's without sin, um, and she's, you know, the mother, the mother of, of God. God, then, like, why wouldn't, and, it, like, why wouldn't she be assumed into heaven? Yeah. But also, um, where was I going with this? I don't know, but it looked like it was somewhere good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, why wouldn't she be assumed into heaven? Um. Oh, yeah, it isn't, like, we don't have to believe that she was, like, assumed alive into heaven. Like, she could have passed away and then been assumed into heaven, like, body and soul. But, like, they don't know. Oh, that seems like, that seems like too much work. Not that God can't pull it off, it just seems like, what's the point? Well, they don't know, and, like, also, they never found, like, her remains. So, like, and and the early church, they, like, tended to, like, collect remains and, like, like, you know, you see, like, the catacombs and the, like, like, under the, um, the basilica, the basilica. like, in, in Rome. Like, that was just, like, you know Catholics, like you've been saying. Yeah, we love catacombs. Like you said in the episode we recorded previously about the Eucharist, like, we're weird. We, like, keep up with these kind of things. Like, yep. So, like, why wouldn't they keep up with Jesus' mother's? Yeah. But they we'd don't have, have We'd them. have Mary on display somewhere in a glass case, I guarantee you, if we still had the body. Oh, 100%. And, and so, like, it, it isn't completely, like, crazy to believe. It's not just, like, totally mysterious. It does make sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, um, is there anything you want to add? No, I was about to say, do you want to talk apparitions, or do you want to save that for part two? No, we should save that for part two, because... I feel like we could go into more detail. That's true. Um, so we will. We'll have a part two of this, but that was a lot. I've learned a lot today. And I feel like... Um, Thanks for teaching us, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um, there's a lot of, like, teaching to be done, and there's a lot of learning to be done, because, like, like we've said a million times, like, we're learning, too. Like, that's why we started this, and if no one else listens to it, like, we are learning about our faith falling more deeply in love with it, falling more deeply in love with our Lord and his, and his mother. Um, but like on a not like scholarly apologetics side of it, like just know that like Mary is your mother. Like Jesus gave her to us on the cross. Like when he said like to John, like behold your mother. Um, and like, she's your mom too. Like you can look to her in times of trouble and she can comfort you like she comforted Jesus when when he was suffering like the most you could suffer really and also he can comfort or she can comfort you as a mother if you're a mom like knowing that like she kind of went through what we went like go through too like she breastfed she or if you don't have the best relationship with your mom highly encourage you also yeah you do have a mom relationship with Mary yeah because she's a super helpful resource yeah and so, on that note, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. And uh, we'll be praying for you. Mary will be praying for you. Keep seeing truth.